0: You are listening
1: to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so, I'm always excited to come here. This is my second home. Like you said, I'm a member of New Creation Church up in Glenwood Springs and their sister churches. Maybe I should have done the head. <laughs> I'm good. I am extremely excited to be here. Uh, I have such a passion for healing, as a lot of you may know. With the Truth Be Bears, uh, we started five years ago, and again, they're just bears with healing scriptures read right over soft music. We just recently got bears to the nursing home here and to Willows and And it was amazing. I wish I had brought pictures. I always say that. I don't know why. I always forget to bring pictures. But just incredible. If you want to check Truth Be Bear out on Instagram or Facebook, you can see some pretty epic pictures of people receiving these bears. Some other things going on. (laughs) Those aren't the bears. (laughs) Or the people. Let me just log into this really quick (laughs) so we're not distracted. This is my husband's computer, and he put a, I know, his passwords are pretty intense, and and they don't make sense. There's all sorts of stuff. Okay, so anyway, with the truth be bears, um, we just recently have gotten them, of course, in the back of first responder vehicles, uh, one here. And then we have three in the valley up uh, near my valley up Debeck to Vale. We have police officers there. We also have police officers. Many of them just have been calling me. I've received several calls. Just a week ago, I met one at a come and go. And she said it was the worst abuse case she's ever seen. Thank you for this, Baron. on top of that, um, she ended up. We, I prayed for her. We hugged. She cried. She said, my faith has been being tested. But through this bear and how I actually got it to her, it was kind of a long story. It, uh, it was an incredible thing that just touched her heart. And so these bears are just reaching so many places. We also have the corner office. We're uh, in conversation to get those bears on the coffins of children who die. And the bear goes home with the um, family. So God is doing some really incredible things. But again, my testimony, as many of you know, is I lost a baby at six months pregnant. And I, 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 I like to say I got stuck with my spiritual pants down. I knew that it was God's will that this baby live. I just was in such a state of fear. I could not even begin to believe For this heart to start beating again. And through that, I decreed that I would make the devil pay seven times for what he stole in joy, in finances, in everything you can imagine that was stolen from the situation. And so through that, God has done incredible things, um, even just with Justice Cry and fighting human trafficking. And so we're just really looking forward to what, what God has in store for this year. What I want to talk about today, it's funny because in my mind, if you could see in my mind, it's its just like a, just, just all these ideas and things I want to say, and I've been praying about what God wants me to talk about, and I'm like, ooh, that'd be so good, and then I'm like, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it. And uh, so I'm really excited to see where God takes us today. Hold on, let me ask him. Now, what he gave me, and I'm actually so excited to bring this message to you because it's something that... I have been walking in and I am just blown away by God's faithfulness, by his word, his word is true, because we've all been to the place where we have prayed, nothing has happened. We've all been to a place where we've prayed for somebody and the person has died. I remember years ago, I told my sister, I said, don't don't ask me to pray for anybody, they will die, because that's where I was at, is why is this not working? The one thing I want to mention is I never got to a place where I said this word is not true. It's not God and his word that's not true. We have to set in our hearts that the word is the final say. And so it was always on me. What? What? Where am I missing this? How am I not connecting to you? Where am I going wrong with this? And so, you know, with this passion of healing and seeing people healed from, from everything you can imagine. These, you know, Again, these bears have gone to every place, every situation, every age. I just got a text message two days ago from a friend of mine who said, I got a bear. Remember that lady? She's my friend. Well, she died. She was, you know, 90s, but she said she died holding the bear. This is the second text I've gotten from somebody that said, they died holding the bear. They wouldn't let it go. Just having the word spoken to them. It is sharper and living. It's amazing. It's incredible what light it brings to any situation. It's the answer in every situation. So the title of my sermon teaching today is go past the comma. Go past the comma and stand. Stand. A lot of you, last time I spoke, I spoke about my testimony with my son, my six-year-old son, who fell 12 feet from a loft. And it was right before I was supposed to speak to two different churches, and a lot was going on. Uh, So he falls 12 feet, and immediately I go to him, Lay hands on him, you are whole and healed in the name of Jesus. I said, get up. And he said, I can't get up. He wouldn't move. He couldn't move. His forehead had a three-inch egg on it. I mean, everything. I said, point to what hurts. He goes, everything hurts. Everything hurts. And I I just laid my hands on him in the name of Jesus. Every bone, every muscle, every tendon, every cell, whole and healed in the name of Jesus by your stripes. Jesus, he is whole and healed. I could feel fear literally as heavy as a weight, like it was a person right here. And I kept doing this, brushing him off in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And then comes the thought, I am the worst parent. This boy needs to go to the ER right now. And in that moment, clear as day, the Holy Spirit said, if you bring him to the emergency room, he will have 16 things wrong with him. If you stay here and stand, I will heal him. And he did. And he did. I bring him. We sat at my mom's at night. I put him on the couch. And we had the bears with us because we were bringing bears. And we just had a bear playing. The word of God. Because you're real strong until you get tired. (laughs) I laid on the floor with my hands on him. you are whole and healed in the name of Jesus. You're whole and healed in the name of Jesus. I nod off. And he'd wake up holding his head. Oh, just moaning. Just moaning. I mean, this isn't the usual five-year-old. I mean, this is scary stuff. This is scary stuff. And I and I just in the name of Jesus, and all I could remember, there's over a hundred, I think a hundred and fifty scriptures on healing in the Bible. I know most of them. My voice is the one in these bears for an hour. I listened to the scriptures while I'm stuffing the bears. That night, the only scripture I could even remember was, by your stripes he is healed, by your stripes he is healed. And I remember thinking, God, I've done everything to stand my ground. What do I do now? And he showed me, physically showed me the verse. And let me... He showed me the verse... And write this down. Write this stuff down. I'm telling you, this is good stuff. This is really good stuff. Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, comma, to stand. He literally showed me as if it was a bridge between God, I've done everything, what do I do now this isn't working, your word, I know it's true, but why isn't it working? I'm so tired. this is getting worse. What if he dies? What if it comma stand. That place of standing, that place where you stay, that place. but there's a bridge in between God I've done everything I can do to stand and standing. There's a place between that. I honestly don't know what's next on this. Let's see what we have. Oh, right. God really has me on what is a warrior, because one of my bears is called the warrior bear. I just named it because it was a good name, like warrior, you know, of course. But he said, I want you to study what a warrior really is. So what is a warrior? A person engaged or experienced in warfare. And then you have the traits of a warrior. Confidence, strength, aggressiveness, disciplined, active, brave. A warrior does not shy away from fear. A warrior runs into it. Fearless. A warrior stands. A warrior knows who he is. He knows his purpose. He knows his goal. He knows his mission. A warrior is not going to quit until you kill him, really, he's not gonna stop. And God just gave me this picture, in that moment, this verse, God, I've done everything I can do to stand my ground. He goes, stand. But that place after that comma has to be protected. Because I'll tell you what, that night, praying for my son, and I'm exhausted, just, okay, by, by your stripes he is healed. I could feel that lion prowling around for whom he could devour. That thief looking to see if he could kill, steal, and destroy. I could feel it. I could hear his words. Your son's going to die because you didn't bring him in. Your son's going to have all these things wrong with him. They're going to send you to jail for child abuse. I mean really? I could, I could feel him. I could hear him. And a lot of times we get stuck on, God, I can't believe I'm thinking that. Those are not your thoughts until you claim them, until you receive them, until they become your own, until you agree, until you start saying it. We cast down, we cast down every word that does not stand with the word, what the word says. We cast it down. And a lot of times we think, oh, that's just too easy. That's too easy. That's too easy. What does the Bible say about God? God makes the uh, foolish or the the wise, the wise foolish and all of that. And I mean, this is childlike faith. Nope. I'm standing right here. This is what the word of God says. The word of God has to be the reality. No matter what the world, the world is always going to be screaming at us. The world always has something to say. But what voice is going to be stronger in our head? <clears throat> the one thing too. Uh, let me get to it. I want everyone, I'm a very visual person. I want everyone to envision, oh, that didn't come up very well, but the verse, right, that we just read, and that bridge, that bridge into the standing, that standing place, and actually it's a very, it's its that protected resting place, although we're not resting, it's it's a battle. We as a church have to rise up. This mushy, gushy, I prayed, we'll believe, I'll I'll call everybody I know. We'll just have everybody pray as long as we get, you know, 100 people. I'm sure God will. Blah, blah, blah. It is in you. I didn't need 1,000 people. I could have called Barb. And I know I could have said, Barb, this is what I'm believing, and she would have believed with me. But I would have said something like, but uh, what do you think about this? Not honest. Do you, do you think I should just bring him in? I I could not trust myself to call Barb. Right? You know, it's funny because uh, that verse that says "Don't throw your pearls to swine," I thought it was just terrible people. Don't don't give your good ideas to, you know, those mean, terrible, swiney people. And it hit me one day because I told my my seventeen year old daughter something, and she's like, I don't know. Not that she's always like that, but just in that situation, I was not happy with her response. And God said, don't throw your pearls to swine. Your BFF, that's usually amazing. There's certain people you don't, that's not the thing you're going to tell them. That's not the person in this situation. Maybe down the road, maybe tomorrow. You have to be so careful with who you're speaking with that night. I didn't call anybody. Nobody knew. Nobody. I didn't call my husband. Hey, how's it? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Which leads me to 2 Kings. And I love this. I love this story because God gave this to me after this whole situation. And he said, I felt like he gave me a thumbs up when, when he gave me this story. And maybe I wasn't the most terrible mom in the world. 2 Kings 4.8. So this is the story of Elisha. And there's a well-to-do woman, and she tells her husband, let's make a room for this man of God so whenever he comes, we can house him, we can feed him. And so they create this relationship. He says, what can I do for you? And she says, I've never had a son and he said by this time next year you will have a son and she did and so this is where we pick up in our story the child grew and one day he went out to his father who was with the reapers he said to his father my head my head his father told a servant carry him to his mother after the servant had lifted lifted him up and carried him to his mother The boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, then shut the door and went out. She called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return? Why go to him today, he asked. It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. That's all right, she said. She saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Lead on. Don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When he saw her in the distance, the man of God said to his servant, Look, there's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, Are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? Everything is all right, she said. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. And this is where she says, you have to help me. He is, you have to come raise my son from the dead. She kept her mouth shut. Power and life, what John was just speaking this morning, the power of life and death in our tongue. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Nope, just need the donkey. Everything's fine. Hey, don't stop unless I tell you to. Nope, don't even. And one version made it sound like, Even when it's rocky or don't even slow down. Don't slow down for me unless I'm going to tell you to slow down. Even then, Elisha says, okay, I'll send my servant, go lay the staff on his bed. And she goes, no, 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 I'm not leaving here without you. That's on the other side of the comma. I like to prose, that woman is on the other side of the comma, (laughs) I'd also like to propose, and I've said this before, and I mean it. I believe we often see many more miracles in third world countries because they have no other option. They either believe or they die. They have no option. John G. Lake was quoted as saying, I see a time, and I I won't quote this exactly because I don't have it written down, but but basically he said I see a time in the future where it will be nearly impossible for people to receive healing from God because they'll have too many other options. Too many other options. We have a headache, I'll just take some Tylenol. And then we wonder when we get super sick, where's God? What heal me, heal me. God God said it is in the power of our tongue. He said you move this mountain. You move the mountain. You know, we we sit here it's like it's like a manager whose employee keeps coming up going, "Oh, we need toilet paper in the bathroom." And he's like, "Go do it. Go do it. You have authority. Go change the toilet paper yourself." And I see this in the same light as go do it. It is in you I have resurrection power. The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in you for that headache, is in you for cancer, is in you for raising the dead. But often... God just gave me like four other things. I'm like, no, I want to see it. So bad. But often we think a headache... Is easier for God than cancer. No, it's not. We stop that process because we start thinking, oh, we better pray. This one's going to be a doozy. We got to get everybody in. We got to be on our. No, that moment you have that headache, that's when we fight. A warrior, he's training all the time. We're training all the time. We have to be in that mental zone of, no, 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 this is an enemy against my body. This thing has to go, I don't care how small, I don't care how big, because my Bible, and I'm telling you, these scriptures, I have read over and over. I listen to them constantly. No one can tell me it's not God's will to heal. No one can convince me there's no way. There's no way that he doesn't want us whole and healed living life to its fullest living life in the identity he created us for in our mo- in our mother's womb he knitted us together and said I-, I want you whole and healed i have such a great purpose for your life but you can't fulfill that sick you can't fulfill that always heavy with the world heavy with all of these things that god says i died on the cross I died so that you wouldn't have this weight on you. It's just so easy. You know, oftentimes we sabotage our healing, because on the one hand, God, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Jireh. And then we go meet our bestie, Debbie Downer, for coffee. And all of a sudden, it just flows right out like honey. And you're like, oh, I'm so broke. Maybe I'll win the lottery. Well, you just completely turned around. God, I believe you that by this time next year, my debt is paid off. I believe you that you have created my hands for wealth, to create wealth. You have given me the ability to create wealth. He is the creator. We are in his image. He created us to create. He's given us ideas. He doesn't want us to get it by winning the lottery. He's like, I can do better than that. I can do better than that. There's a story, uh, Curry Blake, I heard a Pastor Curry Blake telling this story. And it's a story of a young man who seeks the advice of a very successful businessman who is much older. He said, can we meet? I want to know your secrets to success. And the man said, yep, come fishing with me. So they get on the boat, they're fishing, hours go by, silence. And so finally, the young man can't take it anymore, and he says, are you going to teach me about success or not? That man grabbed his head and put it in the water. That young man's flinging for his life. He just holds it there, watching the air bubbles come up. Air bubbles come up. He waits to the very last air bubble, and the man's just, you know, fighting for his life comes up, gasps for breath. And the man looked at him, the old man, and he said, when you want success as bad as that breath, you'll find it. It's the same with Jesus. That's the other side of the comma. When we cling to him, we cleave to him, Like it's that last breath. He is our everything. Is he our Savior? Is he our Lord? Is he our Lord and Savior? You know, a Savior is just, I fell off the bridge. This guy came and saved me. I said, thank you, you saved me. No doubt you saved me. Thank you. But a Lord, when you make someone your Lord, You fall off that bridge, they save you, and you say, I am indebted to you. My life is yours. I will follow you. What you require from me, I am there. What you ask of me, I will do. That's the difference. Is he Savior? Is he Lord? Is he Savior and Lord? And the idea of cleave, I had to write it down on my, I have like my son's Spider-Man stamp right there. He drew me some pictures. But cleave, the definition definition of cleaving, to adhere firmly and closely or loyally, unwavering. You cleave on like it's your last breath. Our, is that where we're at? You know, God has also been been really. I keep getting this phrase of because I put quiet trust, okay, in that place where you're just quietly trusting, and He goes, "It's violent faith." No, we're not. I'm just, oh God, okay. I'm just. No, it's violent faith when you see a warrior, and he may just be like this. Actually, I have a picture. Hold on. No, I don't. <laughs> I did, and it was so good. It was, it was a warrior, and all the fire coming down on him, and he was just standing, and he was just standing. But it wasn't easy. It wasn't fun. He was in the fire. He was standing. He was cleaving. He was staying right there. I mean, I know probably every single one of us is either in, just came out of, going into, somewhere where they're going to feel just like that. Fire, in the middle of that fire. Just cleaving. But that is not the place where we become, I guess it didn't work. It's that bridge. That bridge has the, I guess it didn't work. No, it does work in Jesus' name. By his stripes I am healed. I guess the word isn't, no, the word of God is truth. We hold every thought captive. So I want to talk about what's on that other side. That standing in that place after the comma. So, James 4 7, and we all know these verses. It's so easy to become so complacent in these verses. So, James 4 7, and he will flee from me. What's the first part of that verse? Resist the devil.
0: what's that
1: Submit to your, submit yourself to God resist the devil and he will flee from you That after the comma place is he will flee from you Luke 11:13 This is where we have the seek and you will find the ask and receive the knock and the knock and the door will be opened for you That's where you find the receive, the find, the door opened on the other side of the comma, on the stand. That other side of the comma is where there is no other reality. You are so sold out that the word of God, this is the only reality. This is the only truth. I'm not saying to ignore sickness. Sickness will kill you. A headache will kill you if it's given the chance. A cold will kill you if it's given the chance. I am not saying ignore it. I'm saying make the word higher, more reality, and you go head on violently in faith towards that thing because that thing is violently coming at you. That mushy-gushy gummy bear Christian stuff, we cannot afford to be in that place. We are called to be a warrior. We are called to put on the full armor of God. That true identity of who we are in Christ Jesus, we have to start putting on who we are every single day. Righteousness. We're saved. We have the truth. We have the gospel of peace. And this is every day. We have to be on guard. A warrior is on guard at all times. We have to know this line is prowling around at all times. When things are good, that's when you, thank you, God, you're my protector. You're my protector. I send the hosts of heaven out, the angel armies out around me, ahead of me, behind me, around me, my, my kids, every single tire. This is a time we don't stop fighting. We never stop. We never stop. Pray without ceasing. We never stop. You almost never say the amen. You just keep going. Oh, hold on, I have a phone call. You know, it's it's like when you're on the phone and you're, oh, hold on real quick. Put it down, you go do something. A little later you realize you're, you know, person's still there. You're like, are you there? (laughs) Yeah, they didn't have anything better to do. They're still there waiting for you. And you keep on with the conversation. That's how we need to see this. We just don't stop. Oh, I need to pray for that. I need to, no, no, right then. It doesn't have to be this long prayer. We make it so difficult. When I have time in my prayer closet to really pray for that person, that's all I'm going to put them on my list. Just right then, God, your hand over that person in Jesus' name. All distraction would cease, all division would cease over their life in Jesus' name. They're whole, they're healed. I'm so excited with, with this revelation. I'm just so excited with, with what God has said. You know, last night I was praying, I said, God, just give me a verse. And he gave me James 5.11. And, and, it, said, and, and it doesn't always work like that. But last night, it was just so neat. I was so blessed by this. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. Perseverance is that place after the comma. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought out. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. What the Lord finally brought out. Often we get stuck on that comma because we put a timestamp stamp on it. Well, if we're not healed, if, if this hasn't happened by this time, we can't put a timestamp on it. God, this is truth. And I know I've said this story too, but, but it's such a great visual of faith. Are you walking in faith or are you not? And it's the story of the man tightrope walking over a canyon to the other side and back, Crowds cheering for him. And they said, oh, you're amazing. Look at you walking over that and back. And he said, okay, I'm going to, who thinks I can do it with a wheelbarrow? Oh, the whole crowd, everybody. Yes, we know you can. He said, who's going to get in the wheelbarrow? And it's one of my favorite visuals of are you in faith or not? That place after the comma is often jumping off a cliff. At least it feels like it. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. I can't believe it's already ten (laughs) fifty one. I'm like, that's not true. That's it's not true. That's on the other side of the comma. (laughs) The lie, (laughs) throne of lies. You know, I I know I'm going to walk out of here and just have so much more to say. In my mind, I just, again, this is a place of growth. That's why we have to train. We have to fight the headache so that when the big things come up, we've been training. I'd encourage all of us. I'm talking to me too because, you know, while I was studying, I thought, God, if he had fallen and there was blood everywhere. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know. I'm not standing up here on a high horse by any means, but I'll tell you what, I'm I'm trying to cleave and cling to this word as if it's my last breath because these are, there's over 7,000 promises from God in the Bible. We're called to this higher level. We're seated with Christ next to God. That's a big deal. We should be fighting from up here down. Not from down here going, God. No, we're up here going, all right. All right. Watch this word go out. Watch this word go out. This word is so powerful. This word is truth, and the world is watering it down every single day. And oftentimes, we come up with our own reasons and reasoning. Well, it's true, but in this one situation, this one circumstance, we can't let our minds go there. The place after the comma is, this is the final say. This is the final say. I really would encourage everyone to just meditate. And I'll give you some right now. Meditate on just six verses this week. The James five eleven about persevering, how Job persevered. James one five through eight. And I just want to read this one out because this is exactly, this is talking about that other side of the comma. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. That means he's not like, "Mm, you but not you, you but not you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. That is the other side of the comma. You must believe and not doubt because on the other side of that, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double minded and unstable in all they do. They haven't passed over the comma. They stood, they said, I've done all I can do, it didn't work, and they stopped. And I'll tell you what, in any battle I've ever been in, it gets the most attention intense right before that breakthrough because that's when the enemy is throwing everything he can to shake you start with the headache i want to pray with you guys real quick And if you'll stand, because I I want it to be a physical, mental, (laughs) this place where you receive. Hold out your hands if you want. You don't have to, but if you want to hold out your hands. Like I said, I'm a visual person. I want everything. Father, we want everything in this word that you have for us. We ask that you show us this true identity of who we are as a warrior. God, this place of cleaving to you, where we seek you out, where you are our savior, our Lord, you are our everything, as if it was that breath. Father God, We thank you that you hold our hand as we learn. You walk us through, you're not condemning us. You're not mad when we mess up, you are there. That's when we cleave to you even more. And you say, let's do it again. Like a good father, you pick us up and say, let's try again. It didn't work this time, let's try again. Come on, come on. Just like a father teaching his kid to ride his bike. You're a good father. God, I ask that in this new year, Lord, every single person in here, God, that we would rise. We would make a declaration right now in our hearts to rise to that place that you have called us to in Christ Jesus. That we fight from the kingdom down. We don't fight from here up. It's a lose battle. It's a lose-lose battle, God. But we ask that you help us to stand, to stand past the comma, to stand in the fire, unmoved, even if it's one verse that we can remember, by your stripes I am healed. By your stripes I am delivered. Glory to you, God. Father, we praise your mighty name. Right now, if anyone has ailment, anything in your body that's hurting, that you've been fighting for. I want you to put your hand on that place. And we're going to pray, but I want you to pray from a place where the power in you, it's not your power, it's God's resurrection power, the blood of Jesus on that part of your body. And maybe it's not healing that you need, it's something going on in your life that is bringing division, that is bringing distraction and torment. Put your hand on that thing. Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus. God, we praise your mighty name. And right now, we command all sickness, all disease, everything that does not line itself up next to your word, to completely melt off these bodies right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And every sickness, every evil thing, every weapon formed against every life in this building, we resist you and you will flee from us, devil. We command you, gone. We take our stand in the name of Jesus Christ. We rise up to that new level. We know who we are in the name of Of that mighty mighty name of Jesus we glorify you and we command we command all sickness all disorder all disease gone in the name of Jesus Christ almighty God and we all said amen glory to you God Stand in that place. Do not let the enemy steal this word. Do not let the enemy steal this word. Just because you don't feel it now, it is done. And you stand there. Don't go back over the comma. Stay. Stay on the stand.
0: Thank you. Awesome word, Jamie. Awesome word. That was so good. We spent this last week in Albuquerque and spent time with our pastors and a number of other friends and and leaders, and uh, apparently it's the way I hold this microphone that's messing us up. And there was one story that came out, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, I will in the next couple of weeks, because it was a great testimony, actually, it was about Craig McEwen, I don't know if you heard this when they were... um, I think they're at New Creation recently. Anyway, they're the founding pastors, he and his wife, Sharon, of the church that Jamie goes to. They're now out in Salt Lake pastoring a church there. But he got COVID. Uh, I don't know the whole story, but he he passed out. He hit his head. He then had a heart attack and a stroke, ended up in the hospital for some time. And during that whole time, and I'll, I'll share the story with you another time, but He had several visions. He had a couple of angelic visitations. He had some really amazing stuff. He was more there than he was here for the whole time until the healing worked in his body. But there was one Jamie just talked to us about. Those thoughts that we all hear when we're in those battles, they are not our thoughts until we take them and make them our thoughts. And one of the things that happened was at one point during his experience as angel, came in, and he knew it was an angel, and and Craig said, what did I do wrong? You know, how did I miss it? How did I end up here? What did I do wrong? And the angel said to him, we don't use that language here. We don't talk guilt, and we don't talk blame. We only speak life. And this angel said that to him in the middle of this thing. We don't use that language here. And man, there is a powerful lesson in that for us yeah so thank you so much great word we appreciate it and let's uh i guess we're done i'm sure jamie'd be happy to pray with you individually if because you know she's here might as well keep her here a few hours uh if you need prayer after church otherwise everybody all as always great snacks out there fellowship time and so let's say this on the count of three that jesus is lord over the gunnison basin and the world will be dismissed. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. Go out there and be the church.
1: Thank you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube.